And man of suffering who knew that what was sickness was. He was like one people turned away from him. He was despised, and but we didn't value him. Verse 4. Okay. For it says, Surely he was born our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. What a pathetic situation in which we are living. In the name of love, Bible says, in the scripture says, you cannot see a greater love than this love that he laid down his life for his friends. Can you see such a man or woman whom you love? You can see a demanding expectation filled man or woman. But you will be seldom, rarely see a man or woman saying, I'm willing to submit and surrender. Here is a man. For nothing doing, nothing of himself, he went upon the cross. The father delighted to punish him for our iniquities. Even 20, 20 years later, even today, we reject him. We despise him. We leave him smitten and striker. Did not regard him. Isaiah 53 is not a prophetical Old Testament message. It's even today is living and speaking to you and me. I leave it this portion with you. When you take a decision, when you take a decision to not to come to the church, not to come to go to a meeting, remember about this. You are one among that who is rejecting him, who is leaving him smitten and striking, and you are not interested about him. And not against love, and not against, because love, Bible is full of love. But I, I thought, people say, somebody said that, I thought it is love, but when I met Jesus, I came to know the symbol of love is not the heart, it is all about the cross. This one, I challenge your sleeping hearts and sentiments. The callous hearts, willing to reject them and willing to willing to willing to you know uh, to make choices that seems to be good for you. When I was I was all the time looking back, I was I was I was crying there, weeping. I was enjoying the worship. As every song, Tuba, Yul, Gita, Yul, Pamela, all of you were singing. It was just like a name coming into my heart and saying, You see what my people, even 20, 20 years later, what my people are doing. They were sheep that went astray, even today. I challenge you. Discipline is something that I'm talking two weeks now. I'm completing, maybe completing it today. The third part of this week. Not related to this. But when you ever think about 
making a choice contrary to what you say and walk and live. Know that you are no one else than one who nailed Jesus on the cross. You will become part of that. Challenging you for this cause. Go back, going back to 1 Corinthians 9 to 27. How many of you got boards listening to discipline? <laughs> two weeks, last two Sundays, I can see the discipline. Apostle <laughs> uh, Paul says, instant, son, you need to change. Uh, yeah, instant, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. So that after preaching to others, I myself not be disqualified. I spoke about you in Lent. Because the body in which we are living has its own desires, its own cravings, its own expectations. And that can sometimes overrule your spiritual aspirations, spiritual commitments. And adding to that, the worldly desires and worldly worldly systems will come on the way. And when I spoke last Sunday about the Roman chapter 11, that says a natural branch was stuck off and you being a grafted wild branches you will be grafted into. If God can do that to the natural branches what cannot he do to the grafted one? So do not be boastful, do not be Prideful. There are many things I spoke about just now. I am trying to conclude it today. I know we need time to, we need time for testimony. I have some leaders meeting last three weeks. I am shifting one day, next day, next day, next day. Hopefully we may have today. We don't know. What is the Dictionary meaning of discipline. It says, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. The dictionary meaning of obedience, uh, 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 you know, uh, discipline is a training given to people to obey certain laws. Or they will be brought unto a code of conduct where they will be punished to, for their disobedience. So every disobedience demands a punishment according to the structure of the world. Your God is saying, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, what he says, teach them to obey what I taught you. It's not a punishment, teach them. According to dictionary, if there is a cause of misconduct, there is a demand for punishment. And here, the who made the cut that of laws and, uh, and uh, statutes or uh, commandments himself suffering and then asking us to teach others to obey. What Corinthians 9.27 says like this, 
what us last week started saying. In the modern believers, discipline is something that we need the most, but one the least. We need it, but we do not want. If you look into 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7, the Bible says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but I have given you the spirit of love, strength, and self-control, sound mind. In some translation says, discipline the mind. So it's already there. Discipline is already inbuilt in us. Adam was created with that discipline. He was supposed to obey him and he obeyed him. But then he made a choice over that and disobeyed God. When God gives you something, he gives you the, both the choices. He is not forceful. He does, we don't enforce on it. You. But if you look into Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23, there is a fruits of the spirit. Where it says that fruit of the spirit, there is a one word called in 23, it says self-control. The self-control in other translation says discipline. And some other translation says sound mind. So that means what? This the self-control discipline is even a fruit of the spirit. Come on, somebody. Then how can we say that I cannot discipline myself? Apostle Paul says, I discipline my body. How many of you profess that you are spiritual? You have that one. You are not minus self-control. But it is your choice whether to use it or not. Let, let me tell you. I have a... I, I drive a car. It's a sedan. It's almost 2200 RPM power. I can race it at 160, 140. I can go. There is a handbrake also. If an emergency handbrake need to be pulled, the handbrake is given. It is not to be used everywhere that can cause trouble. But wherever needed, wherever you are going out of control, there the handbrake need to be used. That means what? That is my choice where to use that handbrake. Beloved children, you are inbuilt with the when you are received the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, self-control is in you. It is your choice where to use it. Today, Sunday, you could have, today, Sunday, Valentine's Day, you could have used it. A self-control handbrake. No, I need to go to church. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I want to tell you, independent way of life led to many falls in our life. Not only that, it has caused a significant instability in Christian life. Significant instability. Some of the things like that, discipline is what? Keeping an alarm of 6 o'clock and getting up at 7 o'clock is a discipline. No. How many of you keep an alarm for 6 o'clock and then snooze for five times, ten times. Yeah? And then get up at seven o'clock and if your parents are there, you you, you show like that, I, I did a 
I did a great job. I did some favor to you. I got up at seven o'clock. It's not that. Discipline involves self-restraint, courage, and perseverance. Understand that. Many emotional disorders are the result of years of self-indulgent living by Christians. Emotional breakdowns. Because you kept on living in your own terms and condition and you call yourself a Christian and then you blame God, you blame church, you blame the worship leader, you blame your group leader, everybody. And you think everybody is wrong, you alone is right. This is because of indiscipline life. Let me tell you, show you from the word of God. Proverbs chapter 24, 10. If you do nothing in a difficult time, some translation, nothing in a difficult time is replaced with if you do if you do not, if you are not disciplined in your difficult time, your strength will be, in other translation says, your strength will fail. When you are going through some situation, that is the time mostly you need to be more disciplined. And normally we are go astray those times. When you have problem. We pick up smoking, we pick up uh, drinking, we pick up partying, there's nothing to do, what God has done, why can't I live a life that is pleasing to my other people, you go into wrong friendships and relationships, abusive relationships. You will fail. Days of adversity will come to everybody. Only by consistent discipline, living can create a character of character and strength of Christ in us. You need to be consistent in your walking. How many of you know discipline is a is the key to power? Remember Jericho was. Before Jericho, there was in I and all, they, they have failed. But in Jericho, when it has come, Joshua said, don't, don't use any word. Seven times, until I say, don't speak anything. Because they, every six days, maybe, they went round of that Jericho wall. But the instruction was that six days, you don't sing, you don't do anything. Until I say, they obeyed Joshua. And the seventh day he said, shout, and they shouted. And what happened? There is power in discipline. Don't think that discipline is weakness. But there is power. It gives you power. When you are disciplined, it gives you power. Jericho, you look into Jehoshaphat's life, you look into. They said you go to you to you go to fight, but you need not to fight. You go dancing and celebrating. They went dancing and celebrating, and they could see all their enemies were gone. 
Understand? No one can become genuinely holy unless one is disciplined in areas of daily living. In your daily living, you should be having discipline. Understand that? In daily living, daily living doesn't mean Sunday. Our daily living starts in Sunday, ends in Sunday. Not even Sunday. It starts in the Sunday 4 o'clock and finishes at 7 o'clock. That's not daily living. Every day of life, we need to have genuine desire to be holy. I want to tell you, when you are disciplined in Christian life, you are not only become greater in holiness and spirituality, but it also make, make you greater in effect, efficiency and effectiveness. Amen. Discipline brings efficiency and discipline brings effectiveness. Amen. There are many qualified, highly qualified people, they are not effective. You know that? You can be highly qualified. PhD, PhD, PhD is me, PhD is you. Pastor speaking direct. You know what is PhD? Linda, you know? Yes, what is it? What is it? It's not Amen. <laughs> you know what it is? Kidding, jokingly, I say permanent head disability. Means knowledge comes out, your head is out of order. I know everything. Right, the permanent head disability. <laughs> PSD, remember, pastor speaks direct. <laughs> okay? When you are disciplined, it makes you efficient, it makes you effective. Got it? You can be a leader, but you are not disciplined, you will not be efficient. You can be a leader, if you are not disciplined, you will not be effective. Here is a man, he's a shepherd boy. He plays a string organ um, instrument. The distressing spirit is cast out. But here are people beating every drum and string. Nobody is even dancing. Effectiveness. Efficiency. We are efficient. We may be efficient. But efficiency is not only enough. We need to be effective. Right? Talking to you? Yes, today I'm giving all do's and don'ts where we need to we need to correct ourselves. Okay? So, especially if you want to be if you want to be holy and spiritual, then you need to be effective and efficient to everything that you do for the Lord. Start discipline is start from small things. You can say, take me to the moon, I will be very disciplined. No, please let me know. Please show me making your bed right, I will think you are disciplined. Tell me where your clothes are lying in your wardrobe. One shoe there, one shoe here. What is Sabria, one Uganda. Most of the time, in India also, Indians are here, welcome. In India also, 
Normally, you agree with me, you can show me hands. You know, when somebody comes into our home, we normally allow them to sit in the visitor in the um, in the living room because all the living room stuff we will stuff into the bedroom and close it. Right or wrong? That is the kind of life that we show. We show ourselves right outside. Inside, it's all dirty things. We are invisible. You want to be effective? Be, be, be. You, you, you tell me you want to be effective. You will say, Pastor, yeah, okay. Show me your bedroom. Show me your wardrobe. Show me the shoes. Sometimes we spend one hour to searching. Where is the other pair of shoes? If you are living in a joint family, you do not know whose mask you are wearing because everybody, everything is black. Look, 20 rupees, 3. Okay, black, black, black. Today, Papa, tomorrow, Mommy, tomorrow, Sister. Nobody knows, no discipline. Because you think like that, Corona will identify whose mask is it is. Be disciplined. Discipline is not taught in schools or like that. Discipline is a choice that you make. Am I talking to you? Yes, sir. If I, if I give this, this study, I can earn a lot of money. But you are my money. I'm giving it to you. 43 years of working, 23 years of in the Lord. Combine this, this study on myself. Giving it to you. You know what is the difference of discipline and indiscipline? Discipline plants the work. Indiscipline, what's the plan? Discipline plans the work. What to do, what to be done, they plan and do it. What is the indiscipline? They go to the work, then plan what to do. You go to the exam, then you know, oh, I never studied this. Where you were, I was somewhere. Plan to work. You need to. How many of you know that you need to have an expressive choice even to study? If you do not make an expressive choice of discipline to study, you will say, okay, today let me go with my friend, any friend, okay, and tomorrow I will study. Because today you went that friend with the friend, tomorrow eagerness would be more to go with that friend. Step by step, no? It grows. Discipline yours. In the Bible, you look into any and every servant of God who achieved the best of their life were disciplined, thoughtful, systematic, punctual, and neat. Any discipline, any, any discipline person. They were thoughtful, they were systematic, they were punctual. And they were neat. You need to be punctual. 
in my company, if a person comes late for three, one hour, he can come late with my approval. But after three days, three times in a month, he can come late one hour. But it is with my approval. And if after three days, three times he fails to again he do that, then the fourth time his half-day salary will be cut. Because three times you have given them opportunity to discipline. The fourth time there is a punishment. And punishment normally don't want, you know, mask you put, you don't put and all of a sudden police came and 1,000 rupees. That day. No, 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 it is my pocket. Mask, pocket doesn't need a mask. Your face needs a mask. Understand? If you want to get something out of God, out of it, every walk of your life, you need to be punctual, you need to be deep, you need to be systematic, you need to be disciplined. I told you repeatedly, discipline doesn't mean that getting at getting get up six o'clock by an alarm clock, clock and say I'm disciplined. No. It's a day-to-day -day lifestyle. How many of you know that discipline is the symbol, it shows the maturity of the person. No one can attain the full maturity until they are disciplined in their life. Got it? Discipline in food is also important. Last Sunday I shared. Somebody laughing you. <laughs> Rafael. Discipline need to be done. Okay? It need to be done. I tell you one thing also. This is this will shake you. If you do not know to discipline and control your sexual urges in unmarried life, then you cannot control your sexual urges in your married life. That's why I say don't wander in your unmarried life testing everybody. There will be things. Marriage is not an test and measure. It's, a, it's just live and enjoy. If you are not able to, medical science will say this is good. Sex before marriage is good. Masturbations are good. The same, same sex marriages are good. All these things are good. But what is good for everybody is not good for me. Some of you, you like mushroom, but if I take mushroom, it is allergy to me. Then doctor says, six months, leave it, I leave it. And after seven months, I try small, small. Oh, I'm okay. Then I eat for some time. Again, when allergy comes, I stop it. We need to discipline. And people don't burn in sexual, sexual urges because you need to know to control your sexual urges in your unmarried life. If you have not controlled your sexual urges, then you will find one another as an object of sex after marriage and such marriages break. Amen. If you want to learn about marriage, I will teach you one day. A disciplined person lives in the triumph knowing that God will not allow him to more than what you need to be tested. Last Sunday I said 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13. God is faithful. 
Hallelujah. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. Some people say that, Pastor, I, I have this urge. Bring it to the feet of Jesus. Amen. You know, I want to tell you today morning, as we were praying and worshiping, God spoke to this word to me. We sometimes we are frustrated about a bad habit, but we are not ready to give it up. And that's where again and again you are tempted. We sang the song, give it all to Jesus. We sing it, but don't we, we don't give it up. We always want it. No, you need to ask God, saying, Lord, remove this urge from me. Remove this temptation from me. And not only ask God to remove it, let it not empty because seven more will come. So then you need to ask God, Lord, fill me with that area with your spirit. Amen. Most of the time we empty out and wait for something to happen. By the time devil comes with seven more lust into that area and you become miserable in that area. God is faithful. No temptations are overtaken to you except what is common to humanity. It's common to man. Sexual urge is common to every human, human being, even in animals. But we are not animals. It's all about a human. And God is faithful. Worry. So he will not allow you to go more than one time. And he will give you an escape route and he will give you strength. Amen. Okay? How many of you know that we need to have discipline in our emotions? Our emotions need to be brought under control. You know, God wants us to be warm-hearted, but not anyway, but God wants us to be warm-hearted with wisdom. Or else what will happen? We end up doing everything and saying everything that would be foolish it can be regretted later. Emotions need to be controlled. Efficient, uh, Proverbs chapter 15, 28. I will give you a scripture to everything I say. So that don't say that Pastor Roy taught us. No. Pastor Roy spoke from the scripture. Amen. Okay. Proverbs chapter 15, 28. The mind of the righteous person thinks before answering. Oh, come on. Come on. Who is the righteous person? The one who is right with God. If you are right with God, before you say something, you need to think twice. In India, there is a proverb saying the old people say, like the thing hundred times before you say something. And then what God says, but the mouth of the wicked blots out evil things. So if you speak things that doesn't have a head and pain, You fabricate stories, manipulate stories, you assassinate characters of people. Be careful, you will be counted as an evil person, not a righteous person, no matter you may be in the church. Amen. You need to control your emotion. Sometimes we need to put our feelings ruthlessly to, to death. No mercy at all. No. I want to tell you, your emotions may not obey your will. 
but your action will surely obey you. Your emotions may not obey you, but your actions will. That's why earlier I said, somebody said like that, you cannot stop birds flying over your head, but you can definitely stop birds making nests on your head. Feelings will come. Sometimes it is out of control. But if that feeling provokes you to do an action, control it. No, it's not right. Because God is faithful to give you that power. Amen. Don't tell that in weak moment I did pastor, no weak moment. It was a weak choice. Everybody go through that. Okay? Next thing that you need to control is that you should master your moods. Mood, mood, mood. You know, I don't have mood today. I, today morning, I, I coming out. I'm not seeing to you in the church. Oh, I don't have the mood to come to the church. What is the mood? It is available in the market. <laughs> I want to tell you something. If you are living in, a, in this fleshly body, there could be a certain swing in our mood that is unavoidable as long as we are in the flesh. There will be fluctuations. There will be fluctuations. When we become slaves to our moods, we make foolish decisions. Spend money unnecessarily. Neglect our duties. And neglect our behaviors. What is the reason? This all leads to poor testimony of Jesus Christ in the, in the public. Testimony. You know, you, how many you think you pray for a miracle? How many of you pray for a miracle? Yeah. Don't you know that you yourself is a miracle? Yes. Then walk like a miracle. Yes. Live like a miracle. Yes. Behave like a miracle. Yes. What is miracle? In your in, in your inabilities, God intervenes. Yes. And you are the result. Miracle is what? In the impossibilities of man. Supernatural God intervenes Amen. and thinks that is impossible. Bible says, those who believe in Him and trust in Him, nothing is impossible. You still praying for a miracle? Oh, you are saying, what is the greatest miracle? Salvation is the greatest miracle. That is true. You are saved. You are, you are praying for money. If money was important, God would have not sent his son to die for him. Cloth is important. He would have not clothed you with the clothes of righteousness. You are often, he made you sons and daughters. Amen. You yourself is a miracle. Those who are sitting in the back, you are a miracle. You are breathing today, you are a miracle. Your hands are working, you are a miracle. Your legs are working, you are a miracle. You went to an accident, but you are still breathing. 
If you need to take revenge, revenge, take revenge by forgiving them, loving them. Okay? A disciplined Christian will have a balanced moods in both good and bad times. How many of you need that? You need to also discipline in your speech. I already spoke about that. James chapter 126. I want to close it with and with God. If anyone thinks he is religious, how many of you think that you are religious? Without controlling his tongue but deceiving his heart, his religion is useless. If you are religious, if you are a Christian, control your tongue. The Bible, the other translation says, brittle your tongue. You know, you need to control your tongue. Only a fool expresses everything and everything comes to your mind. Control your speech. Another thing that you need to control is what? The priorities. The true disciplined person will be wise enough to set priorities. This is one of the crucial problems that we face today in church, outside church, everywhere. We must learn to give priority to the kingdom of God. And his righteousness in practically in our daily living. Let me tell you, give you a piece of advice. We cannot please everybody. We, we cannot do everything for everybody. Don't try to do it. That will create frustration to you. You are not God. Don't try to be in the position of God. God is God. You can do things limited with God, what God enables you to do. And that is called as enabling grace. Amen. It gives you a certain amount of grace to help somebody, support somebody. Everybody cannot support everybody. And moreover, I am not called here to supposed to be called here to be pleasers of men, but I am called here to be pleasers of God. Pleaser of God. I want to be God pleased. So keep it out of your mind that while setting priorities, you know, you are your prayer time. And somebody says, I'm feeling lonely, please come. What do you do? Tell me, talk to me. What is that? She's telling to me that God is Spirit will talk to you. <laughs> Most of the time, I always call it as 108. Indian that the ambulance, no? we try to be ambulance services for everybody. You know, forget this, forget the priority with us. You know, sometimes morning prayer we do not have, but priority is to go to the gym. Priority is to go to the morning walk. Most of the time, what we do, we, we enjoy listening to somebody's song rather than singing a song to the Lord. Amen. It's good to hear some song that lift up our, 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 our faith, but if God wants to hear your own worship. Amen. 
take some five ten minutes to worship him from your own heart, and then cling to, to connect to somebody and start worshiping him. Set your priorities. Set your priorities. Discipline priorities testify the spiritual growth, maturity of the person. There can be carnal Christians, you know that. Carnal Christians, what they will be there, they will be shabby, they will be mediocre. Useless to God, useless to people. Lip service, not heart service. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. The other discipline that we need is submission to authorities. Amen. Who is authority pastor? We love you. What about your professor? What about the president of the PSU? Authorities. Everybody, it could be your father, it could be your mother, you could teacher, your professors, your college, college uh, faculties or the presidents, you need to obey them. Even you need to obey the traffic signals. The police this are in the road. You know, every authority, according to Bible, says uh, submit to authorities because they have, I have kept them for over you. When you disobey the authority, you are disobeying God. God has, a, God has a place for everybody in your life. Sometimes some irritating people could be there in your life. You know that? Sometimes irritating people will be there in your life. But God keep them there. I said somebody like this. If you have a short temper, God will surround you with people who will provoke you. <laughs> So that by anger, either one day you will learn that it is better to be humble. Come on, set your priorities right. Set your priorities right. And authorities, submit to authorities. Habitual rebellion is a character of a carnal Christian. And what they, they that what they say, I will do what is right for me. No one can make, no one can tell me what to do. They are carnal Christians. It's right, as Juba said, it is right to listen from everybody, but it is the choice that you need to take is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will talk to you what is right to do if you are a Christian. If you are born again Christian, I'm not trying to cover it up. Most of the time we, 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 we try to say that I will do the things that is I like it. You know, our honorable Prime Minister, Mr. Narendra Modi, is the Prime Minister of India. Listen to me, please. He is in the top position. There are thousands of millions of people talk after him, be behind him, but he knows that people will talk about him. Bible says, who is that king goes to the battle without calculating about knowing about who is the enemy? When I stand here, I know how many will talk about me behind. How many will sitting here will laugh at me? How many will, uh, will ridicule me? 
How many of you talk about against about me? Because whenever we bring something positive, there will be there is a change. There will be resistance. There will be resistance. And that doesn't mean that that is wrong. We need to prioritize. So, don't think that in the life the supreme in the life the supreme value is not discipline. The supreme value is in the relationship with God. Discipline is needed but discipline can be inculcated only when you have a relationship with God. Otherwise it will be burdensome to you. Discipline should be seen as a servant, not as a savior. Okay? Another thing that we need to take care of is what, you know? Spiritual pride. Amen. Discipline in spiritual in, in pride. I want to tell you, discipline does not make a man or woman superior. Okay? If not watchful, we feel superior and then it makes glory to self. That is what is pride. Pride is taking glory to self. And what is we need to give? I do everything. I preach, I sing, I worship, everything I do. I'm not qualified, I'm not worthy, but all things I do because that should bring glory to my Father. If that is not our intention, that is a pride. You know, that is a spiritual pride. The Lucifer becomes Satan. How many of them fell because of pride? Sometimes what I can do, you can be like a Pharisee. Use words to create self-image, but do nothing. Do nothing. Recently I saw a video in Facebook. How many of you saw? I don't know. There was a work going on and everybody was transferring something. One man was always going but he is not doing anything. He was going with that thing and coming back. He is going with that thing he is coming back. He is not holding anything but with the people he is just moving. That is the kind of Pharisees that we are. We speak righteousness, we speak good things but we do nothing. Pharisees were not in the Jesus time. Pharisees are here even today. You know, we are so concerned about rituals. How many of you know that we do have an indisciplined discipline? Indisciplined discipline? What is the discipline? Morning to get up prayer is a discipline. But in discipline in that discipline. Morning to get up and stay stay away on the phone. In discipline, discipline. Discipline was that what? They were so rigid. That's why Jesus said, no old wine, wine skin can hold the new wine. Wine. 
You cannot keep with all the mentality. Right. Let me also correct it here. If this I will not say, then it will not be right. Don't get confused with disciplined living with holy living. These are two different things. Okay? True holiness begins and ends with living for God. And disciplined living, if not controlled, this in discipline, discipline, disciplined living without discipline could begin and end with your own glory. If disciplined life you want, but you are not disciplined in that, then what will happen? You will remain and begin with you and end with you. Disciplined living is necessary in maintaining holiness. Let me tell you, but no amount of discipline can make you holy. No amount of discipline can make your sinful heart holy. Discipline can erase certain bad habits, but it cannot create a clean heart. Clean heart can be created only when you partake the nature of Christ Jesus. Amen. You become one with Him. You cannot be, but discipline cannot change your heart. Some people think like suffering is a sign of holiness. No. Okay? Discipline of suffering is a, is a point of holy. It cannot purify you. Definitely suffering draws us closer to God and God purifies us. Amen. Not suffering. Amen. I want to tell you, we are not sanctified by the tears that we shed, but we are sanctified by the blood that is shed upon the cross. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. So when the, the problem, most of us sitting here, we must have faced some problems, some sickness, some issues that brought us closer to Jesus. And that the place where God took our stony heart and gave us a heart of flesh. And that is the place the Holy Spirit came down. And the image of Christ is created in you. Baptized you and you become a true living Christian. True holiness is imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. Not because of the suffering, but because we surrender to Him. The true holiness comes when we surrender to God in the midst of suffering. Not because of the suffering and tears, we will be true holy people. In the midst of the problem, when you surrender yourself, God will purify you. God will justify what you So, we are not just sanctified by our tears, but by the blood. The work of a holiness is an inward work. Discipline makes that work visible outside. I will, if I ask Wilfred a question, the biceps. You worked it out, right? It was not that much. It was there. I never knew that my, my stomach also, it came out. My wife, I worked it out. <laughs> you know, when I ate more, 
the stomach came out. I stressed to more in the stomach. The same way. Same way. Even like Matthew, you go for 10 weeks to the gym, you will have same muscles. It is there inside. Manifest, it comes out. Manifest. So, what happens? The holiness, Holy Spirit works inside and discipline brings it out. People Amen. see that discipline through us. Amen. God's grace is given to us that we can discipline ourselves. And it gives us continual power to keep denying ourselves. Even in times of our flesh cries out for something else. We can also see false holiness, which is without any inward work, just a show of externally. Okay? I'm quickly going to say some 13, 14 steps. Quickly, no words aren't. Reinforce your motivation for a disciplined life. Motivate yourself to get disciplined. Okay? You need to motivate yourself. You can do it. When we can say we can do it, when you go through a problem, you say I can do all things in Christ. No, 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 no. When in every time of your life you need to say I can do everything. I can I can be righteous. I can be holy. I can be disciplined. I can be punctual. Not something happens, then I can do everything. That's a wrong interpretation and wrong use of the word of God. Second thing, begin with simple things. Don't try to you know climb the Mount Himalaya. Clean your room first. <laughs> Begin somewhere there. No. Small things. Take a baby steps. Learn from that. Third thing. Show respect to everybody. Let it be poor, let it be, let it be you know, rich, educated, uneducated. Respect them because they are creation of God. Okay? They will not be believers today. Who knows tomorrow they will become a believer. Right. Whom you despise today could be the sons of God tomorrow. Amen. Oh, that's good. Bless you. May God heal you. Come be Don't run away. It's not Corona. <laughs> Tackle the different difficult things properly. I do, I, you, how many, many of you know that I work? Okay, in my company sometimes I have a couple of people. What do you do? What do you, they, they do, you know? They keep the difficult things last. Thinking that we will do all the easy things first. I said, okay, do it. What is the time? 48 hours we will do. 48 hours completed, 72 hours nobody come and call. I call. So bring that, call this person. What happened? Sir, we thought this is difficult so we didn't start at that but what we thought easy it become difficult what we thought difficult become easy what is not possible try it first you know in examination some of you do that no? what is you know when we were i wrote my exams I also studied, so I wrote exams. <laughs> uh, my parents and teachers used to, whatever you know, first you write it, then difficult questions you handle la lastly. I kept on handling only. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but what you need to do, handle the difficult things first. 
and then you know that easier things can come. Seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. It is not easy. Seek it first. All easy things will come to you. Amen. All easy things will come to you. Seeking kingdom of God and righteousness is not easy, but it is possible. Strive once. Okay. Fifth, be punctual. On time, if possible, before time. Learn from me also. And if you are late, inform the concern. That also learn from me. Amen. Apostle Paul says, learn from Jesus and also learn from me. So this person, this place I can say, I'm punctual. If not, if I'm before time, if I get delayed, whomsoever I inform, I will be delayed. Late for five minutes, ten minutes. So be punctual. Fifth, don't waste time in idle things. What is idle things? Gossiping, backpacking. I did this. God, I will, God willing, I will talk on gossiping one day. Interesting topic. Then you can gossip about anybody. Seventh, don't be agitated when unexpected things happen. Don't be frustrated. What God said, Isaiah chapter 16 says, what he said, when darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers the people of the God, my light will shine upon me. Arise and shine your time as That means what? If you get frustrated, darkness has come, then you will not see the light of the God. Don't be frustrated because of sudden things happen. Eight. Now, this is very important. That is what something that we do not do. Love your critics. Who criticizes you? Love them. What is positive? Accept it. What is not positive, throw it. Eat the flesh, throw the ball. Finish it up. Even an enemy who criticizes you can give you some positive tips. Amen. Receive it. Just because he is my enemy, just because he is Ugandan, Zimbabwean cannot accept his suggestion. No, that is uh, something wrong. Sometimes we are, we are, what happened? We are connected with a Ugandan, only me, Ugandan people. Zimbabwean, only means Zimbabwean people. Thinking that we are better. Nobody is better. Right. Without Christ, you, we and you, Indian, Ugandan, Zimbabwean, all are sinners. Amen. Love your critics. Amen. Accept the positive things. Leave the negative things. Nine. This is also very important. Refrain from Amorite mentality. True. I'm right. Nobody can say anything to me. I know everything. Come on, somebody. You're talking to somebody? Yes. I am right, Mandal. This is I already said. Conquer gluttony, eating more. I, I, I have a word, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 12, 13. You read it. Eating is not a sin, but excessive heat. eating is sin. Why? Because last Sunday I said. You eat for living, not live for eating. Okay? Eleven. Learn to wait. Because God has a time for everything. Amen. Don't enforce like a like sir. Amen. God said there is a this descendant coming. But I am old. What to do? You take her. Don't do that. Amen. Wait for God. His time is better time. 
have a sense of stewardship towards life to fulfill God's life. You think like that? I'm a steward of my life. I'm responsible to keep that is honorable. My temple need to be honorable. Be available and ready to be sacrificed and for services. We are ready for services, but we are not ready for sacrifices. Today, we ask for sacrifices, many Christians will back up. But we ask for services, many people will come. Because that is the place. Sac no. Services are seen by people. Sacrifices is seen by God. Amen. Nobody should see. What you need to do? All you need to do is for Jesus. Why I am saying so? Why I am saying so? You may be found it as funny. What I am saying. You understand one thing. In Mount Sinai, Moses was at the top talking to God. 40 days and 40 nights. Beneath there was one man, his brother Aaron. And the group of Israelites, they were frustrated. They were marrying, dancing, singing, pressurizing. Where is David? Where is Moses? Moses was in the company of God, talking to face to face. And in, in his beauty, he was sitting there. And what happened? Down people are living in sin. Understand this thing. You may be closer to God, but behind you there will be people who will be living in sin. And what was the other thing? The Aaron's ministry started like what? What Aaron did, you know? Aaron did? Aaron said, give me the gold. They asked, who is this God? Who is this Yahweh? Who brought us here? Then Aaron said, give me the gold and silver. He took the gold and silver from the congregation and molded it as a calf and give it to the people saying, this is your God who brought you out from Egypt. That is what today prophets and preachers do. Give me money, I will give you a God whom you want. Ingenious. They talk about money and they give the message that you would like to live. You will prosper tomorrow. You will give everything to But in the small congregation, church, you go, your pastor say, you give the tithes and offering, you, there will be, what is your money in Africa? What is the money? US dollars. US dollars. Not even one penny will come out. Today, this is happening. This is happening. Preachers are giving God's messages, what you like, in turn, give me money. Psalm 42, 7, I, I see 42 people giving $700, come, you will give. And I will give you the message that what you want. Today, many such Aaronic ministries happening in the world. The Bible says the Antichrist is not coming. That spirit of Antichrist is living right now upon this earth. Why I am preaching this? Because somehow the devil should not take authority on your life. Amen. 
why I'm saying so. With this, I'm closing. Remember Moses. Moses married a woman outside the tribe. Miriam and Aaron was offended. That whole story you know. Israelites murmured, who will give water? Second time he was angry and weak. The rock. Deuteronomy 25 or 25, I think so. It says, 34, I say, God showed him Moses saying, This is the land I'm promised land I'm going to give you a descendants, but you will not enter. But if you read Jude 9, 9, there's a story that Deuteronomy never says is there. In the book of Jude 9, 9, the Satan went to claim the body of Moses. Michael the archangel when he was disputing with devil in the debate about Moses body, Moses body did not dare bring an abusive condemnation against him but said the Lord rebuke you. Why a prophet's body was claimed by devil? Theologians say, it's not me, theologians and scholars say that there were certain areas where Moses, in that for that anger, he never repented about it. And that remained there. I'm not asking you to believe it. This theologians and people say. Because many times our ministries are based on what the theologians say. Why he need to, what, 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 why I like this is this thing. That, because 99 things of your mind are holy, but one thing is not holy. And says, in this one place, I am the one. Moses went to claim that area. I want to tell you, in your life you may be holy in every area, but one stronghold may be there in your life. That would be condemning you every day and every day. And the devil is every day pointing that you are a sinner, you are a sinner, you are a sinner. You need to have a discipline. You need to have a discipline. This is the word of God. Jude says so. I do not know real reason why there was a struggle between, between the angel and the, the devil. But they said the Lord rebuke you. But he was a servant of God. How can devil claim his life? Devil can claim only his life if there is something in his life that is still owned by him. Is there is something owned by the devil in your life? You may be in the church. You may be sitting in the church. But if you are not delivered from everything, you are not disciplined in every area. Is that we will be perfect? No. One day we will be perfect. But let it not the areas unrepentant. If you see that certain areas, don't go into the theology of this part. But go into that area. If there is one thing that is unrepented in your life, that area can be a stronghold for your life. And that place you, there may be possibility that you fall again and again. And that makes me a deliverance. Today, I spoke areas where you need to have discipline. It could be anger, it could be mood, it could be anything. 
How many of you want to say, yes, there is something that you said that belongs to me, that characterizes me, and I need a change. I need a change. I'm not careful about my lifestyle. I'm not careful about my studies. I'm not careful about my friendship. I'm not careful about my behaviors. I need a change. I do not want it to be into the trust, the, the group, uh, the, that particular Roman chapter said, if the, that the natural wine can be cut off and how much more the grafted one. I do not want it to fall into the hands of God, but I want today to fall in the hands of God. Bible says how painful it should be in falling in the, into the hands of God in judgment. Rather than today, let us fall in the hands of God saying, I need a change. Be merciful. Amen. How many of you think that there is a change needed in your life? How many of you think that there is a, some behavior, something, something, maybe over spirituality or it will be spiritual pride or if there be negligence or it may be betrayal or offenses or somebody spoke against you, you still crying on that, some hatred, some judgment. If you are there, please stand up. But I want Linda and Jim to come up. And I want you to sing that song, I Surrender All. Worship team. And take a moment. I'm not going to say anything. Everybody, if you are there, I'm not going to tell you confessing. You, you say to yourself. You say to yourself. And tell to the Lord, Lord, this is one area. This is one area I wanted to change. This is one area I wanted to change. I do not want, I, I does not only, I do not only desire a change, but I am willing to give it up today. I do not just desire a change, but I am willing to give it up today. Are you ready to give it up today? Today evening, Father in Jesus name I give all those who are standing here. Last three weeks we are speaking and Working together on this way. I pray that God, the areas of struggle, no more let it be struggles, but there will be victory in their lives. They may see great power in those areas. They may see a turnout in those areas. They may see a victory in that area. I pray for your favor and I pray for your grace upon your children. Amen and amen.